everybody. Welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost. We are your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi. You guys want to hear some fun facts? I would love nothing more. Yes. Please first explain what I am reading from here. Well, <laughs> for Christmas, I bought a book that was... I gave it to Boydston with the intent of everybody reading it before our episodes, and it's called The Book of Unusual Knowledge, which has unusual knowledge in and the book. A book. <laughs> it's a big book. It is a very big book. <laughs> and so it's just got lots of random fun facts. So I love random fun facts. I do too. So I turn to a random page. Okay. All right. And here's some fun facts. <laughs> Ready. So we're going to talk about the world's most toxic places. Ooh, Missouri. Missouri is not on here. Actually, the U.S. is not on here at all. Go us. Uh, this seems like it's uh, a biased book. But right. Okay. And bonus, because none of these are in the U.S., you get to hear me butcher these names. Oh, perfect. Oh, I'm honestly not even sure how to pronounce this first country. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Uh, go for it. Try it. Sumgayat Azbrijan. I think that's right. I think you made that up. It's a former Soviet industrial center. <laughs> I think you made so that I up. So I kind of did a Soviet accent. Oh, is that the one? <laughs> Not a Soviet accent, <laughs> sure. a Russian accent. That makes sense now. All right. A Soviet oh, yeah. accent. <laughs> it has untreated sewage and mercury-laden sludge. Ew. That leads to unusually high cancer and death rates. Scientists have found a large number of premature births and babies born with birth defects and deformities. Okay. I was thinking like toxic as in like relationships or how we were <laughs> you're talking like <laughs> physically yeah, toxic. Like, <laughs> so i'm like missouri sucks <laughs> so i'm gonna change my answer and say uh chernobyl oh well, well that's cheating because that is definitely on the list but everybody knows that one <laughs> all right we're going to peru okay la Oroya. in this city toxic emissions from mining result in food that's filled with high levels of lead Ooh. In fact, they found that only 1% of children have normal amounts of lead when they are born. Oh, no. That's awful. <laughs> this is not a fun fact, Lindsay. <laughs> I wonder what lead toxicity looks like. Uh, you turn silver, like the Tin Man. Oh, yeah. Sure. Is that true? I do believe. Oh, okay. I didn't know I that. I kind of made that up, but I think it's right. Please hold. Okay. I know if you eat too many carrots, you can turn orange. There's a lot of things going on here. <laughs> More specifically, do you turn silver like the Tin Man? <laughs> Thank you. Do you? <laughs> I've learned with Google searches, you really just have to ask what you really want to ask. <laughs> you just Not look at symptoms. effects yeah. of lead poisoning. You're going to be... It's going to take a while. God. Can your skin turn silver? That is the ultimate question. TBD. <laughs> okay. I gotta, there's a lot of research I got to do. I'll get back to you, but I think that's right. Okay. We're going to India. Okay. Vapi, India. So they have a chemical manufacturing plant that produces pesticides, pharmaceuticals, and fertilizers, but they have no safe disposal system, so all of the waste goes into their water. Ew. The pollution there is so severe that some areas are devoid of biological life. I'm going to go back to this. This is not a fun fact. These are horrible. Dzerzhinsk, Russia. So the Guinness Book of World Records once named this chemically polluted city as the most polluted city because the average life expectancy is 44 years. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, and then let's do um, two more. Okay. Chernobyl. Nailed it. Chernobyl. Oh, come um, on. Chernobyl. Cheater. It says that it is still unlivable, obviously. Yes. 
Thousands of cases of cancer have been detected in young adults from that area, and millions still suffer from various medical complaints. Huh. That's a fun fact. That is a fun fact. All right, we're going to Zambia, Cobway. Children bathe in contaminated water in this African nature nation. Nation. Blah. African nature. It is nature. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, so the water's contaminated. The kids bathe in it. Mm-hmm. It was once home to Got massive it. lead mining operations. So because of that, lead saturates the city's water and soil. There's no health standards to keep the community safe. And many children have blood, lev- blood lead levels, just barely under the amount that is considered deadly. And they may or may not turn silver. I think they do. <laughs> I did not see Missouri on there for toxic places. And we were talking about the wrong kind of toxic. <laughs> I knew you were. I was I really being was. as literal as literal could be. <laughs> How would you gauge that? What? Like <laughs> relationship this level is toxic. toxic. <laughs> you got to say it like that so we know. Yes. This place is toxic. Not like this place is literally <laughs> Toxic. To, you cannot live you cannot here or you live will here. die. Before we got a hold of the word toxic and made it fetch, <laughs> this is what it was. Exactly. Us? It was not us. It was I don't uh, know what Gen generation Z. was. It was absolutely Gen I Z. I mean, Britney Spears, toxic. Ooh. Yeah. Well, but... Okay, yeah. Yeah. Did She's... she start it? <laughs> yes. Oh I'm going to commit to yes. Okay. Britney Spears is the leader know. of the toxicity... <laughs> I don't think she was talking about lead poisoning toxic levels. Yes. That's where my head went. <laughs> I was talking about Britney Spears toxic. What place is Britney Spears toxic? It's Missouri. <laughs> In Texas. 100%. Okay. So I'm going to tell you guys a story. Are you ready to hear it? I would love to. Yes. Unfortunately, I don't have pictures. I thought about it, but then turns you, out there you aren't reconsidered. any. <laughs> I really tried, but there just aren't any out there so i could have drawn some if you wanted me to please do that next time okay we'll be picture it so i'm gonna go way back to the 17th century century not century century in italy okay okay this was during a time period when marriages were often arranged with no possibility of divorce and the only way to get out of an unhappy marriage was if one of them died death yes yeah it's not looking so good mm mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. So once women were married, or I guess both of them were married, (laughs) but it was especially hard for women. So I'm just trying to point that out. Sure. Their husbands had complete control over them and husbands could beat their wives or any other cruel treatment without any type of punishment. And women were completely powerless during this time. So the misogyny was totally extreme. I'm setting the scene here. I'm getting Handmaid's Tale vibes. Yes, kind of, but maybe worse because there's the plague. Also, you're saying when does the plague come into? The- it doesn't, but it's around. It's it's going to yeah, wipe 1600s out 1600s Italy, so it's not great. Gotcha. So for many women, they looked for a way out of their situation, and word of mouth led them to someone named Julia Tafana for a solution to their problem. Julia, as much as I'd like to show you a picture of Julia, I can't because it doesn't exist. There's no no nope. picture. Nobody drew her. Nope. Nope. She was. Uh, not drawn, not, I was going to say pictured, but <laughs> there was no, no cameras. Okay. She was a portrait. <laughs> Nobody sculpted a statue of her. Oh, absolutely Gosh. not. No. There's also just not a lot of information about her during this time, but historians think that she took the first name of her mother, 
as her last name, which was a common thing to do at the time. So you're kind of, there's just not a lot of information. They're kind of piecing things together. So they think her mother was, hmm, here we go, Tofania Diadamo. That's not a beautiful name. Thank you. Tofania, she um, was actually executed after being accused of poisoning her husband. <gasps> no. I know. So Julia was said to have been very beautiful and spent a lot of time with apothe- apothecaries. <laughs> Apotha what? Apothecaries. <laughs> Doing great. <laughs> uh, those were people who prepared and sold medicine and or drugs. Uh, Julia learned how to make her own concoctions and medicines, which which eventually led to the creation of a poison that she called Aquatofana. Sounds like water. Sounds like a beautiful perfume. Aquatofana, right? How would you market that in this day and age? Just wondering. Um, a beautiful lady Uh under a waterfall. Uh huh. Ooh, I like it. Like a a dense jungle. Aquatofana. Yes, with flowers everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of people would die because of you. <laughs> and you're welcome. Turns Solve out you should, have been, problem. you should have been alive during the 1600s. <laughs> Probably, Probably could have helped out Julia. All right. So it's thought that the poison consisted of arsenic, lead, and belladonna. Mm. And <laughs> belladonna. Sorry. <laughs> That's what that was about. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I am familiar with belladonna. Okay. Stop it. Apparently so. <laughs> It's like in that nightshade, TBD. I don't know. Okay, um, maybe. I, oh, I do don't, you not know? I just said that belladonna <laughs> berry juice was used by women. Berry during, juice. That's what they called it. Belladonna berry? berry juice. Yeah, was used by women during this time by adding a drop in each eye to make their eyes appear luminous. In their eyes. Yeah, so it would like dilate their pupils and make the whites of their eyes very white. It isn't. It's nightshade. <clears throat> belladonna is nightshade. It's oh, highly my. poisonous. Duh. Turns out, yes. <laughs> um, it's used in dietary supplements. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, That's an air quote. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, during this time, they used it in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I hate that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to get you some for Christmas. It's for eye pain. You're going to get me poison for Christmas? <laughs> no, just a drop. It what, was just a drop in each eye. Why were they using it for their eyes? It made their eyes appear luminous. Are you saying my eyes aren't luminous on their own? <laughs> yes. They it's could purple. appear more luminous. Okay. So That's true. We're going to try that. <laughs> it could always be more luminous. <laughs> uh, lead and arsenic were common in facial powders, so it was like really easy for them to disguise this in this poison. The liquid was clear and harmless looking, but it only took four to five drops to, quote, destroy a man. Mm-hmm. Pretty powerful. From luminescent to destroyer. <laughs> Depends on the dosage. Yeah, that's true. And also what you mixed it with. From luminescent to toxic. Yeah. Our oh, our new look. word. I picked a story yeah. that has to do kind you of. You didn't even know. I didn't even know what your topic was. Aw. So there's some mixed information about how Julia created this poison, whether it was her mother who taught her or did she learn it by herself from the apothecaries? I did great. it. Thank you. Um, It's thought that Julia fled to Rome at some point and began selling quote-unquote cosmetics as a front for her secret poison ring. I want a secret poison ring. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) I don't want to get in trouble. Who does? (laughs) Neither did Julia. I want a secret, like, (laughs) 
Secret society, secret ring. Okay, well, not a poison ring. You just want a secret ring. <laughs> I just want to be part of a secret. <laughs> I can tell you a secret later if that makes you feel better. <laughs> we don't have to sell poison. <laughs> okay, fine. It can be legal. A legal secret. <laughs> I don't know. Let me think of something it's juicy. Gotta be, it's got to be a good one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, this is where she sold the Aqua Tofana. I like saying it like that. Her goal was to keep the poison a secret so she could continue to sell it. <laughs> Lindsay. I, I this just is your be, goal. I know. Lindsay would have been part of the secret ring. I, yes, I was, out of all of us, well, Boydson might be destined to be part of a secret society as well. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I was not included in that. <laughs> you could not keep things out secret. Out of all of us? <laughs> you talked to everybody. You could not keep things secret. You'd be going and be like, hey, have I told you that I'm part of the Freemason Society? <laughs> I could promote the group if you need followers. That makes it not a secret. Want to join the Illuminati? Okay, we meet fair, on Wednesdays. Freemasons are not a secret. No wonder we haven't been recruited. I was insulted, but now I understand. Okay. All right. I mean, I get it. It's fine. I'm next so time bad you need, that I get it. Next time you need somebody to promote you, you just let me know. Okay. Um, okay. Her goal was to keep the poison a secret so she could continue to sell it, which she managed to do for another 50 years. So she was really good at keeping secrets. <laughs> Unlike myself. <laughs> Watch you give, like, tell me a secret at the end of this and I already know it. <laughs> I haven't even thought of it yet. <laughs> Damn it. Her product looked like a cosmetic product or healing oil that was pretty unassuming. So she and her daughter were selling it initially as powdered makeup so that women could put it on their counter and it would just blend in with her utter other products. Not utter. <laughs> utter of all words. I don't know where you're going. Do you put it on your udders? <laughs> I suppose you could. <laughs> it's personal preference. That is utterly disgusting. <laughs> Stop. My face hurts already. <laughs> I blame Mike. He gave me moonshine. <laughs> he gave us all moonshine. We've all had moonshine. But for some reason, <laughs> it went straight to my brain and not to yours. All right. The other way to uh, disguise the liquid was by putting it in small vials labeled as, oh God, here I go, Mana of St. Nicholas of Bari. Which was a special healing ointment. Made okay. by Santa. Got it. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Santa. St. Nicholas. Yes. <laughs> special ointment. Oh, Santa's ointment. <laughs> we can we can repackage that. Mm-mm. Don't like any of that. <laughs> Santa's special ointment. <laughs> Why are you going to say it in your bedroom voice? <laughs> Just my regular voice, Liz. <laughs> It's definitely bedroom voice levels. <laughs> I don't really want to think of Santa like that. <laughs> Too late. The poison was slow acting, which made it seem like the person who was being poisoned was suffering from a disease. And because it took a long time for the person to die, they would often get their affairs in order, including their will, which would probably benefit the woman. It's a slow moving poison. Tis. <laughs> yeah, because if you know that you're going to kill somebody, you're probably like very nice to them up until yeah. they actually die. It's like, hey, sweetie, yeah. remember that will and you leave me everything. I made you this food. I didn't poison it, I swear. <laughs> Can you get your will in order? 
The OG. Make sure I'm in there. <laughs> the OG life insurance benefits. Exactly. So symptoms from poisoning range from mild flu-like symptoms to severe GI issues like vomiting, diarrhea, and burning in their stomach. Oh, not the burn. Ew. And by the fourth dosage, that's when they would usually die. The women were often coached by Julia on how to give the poison and also how to act so that they weren't suspected of being involved with their husband's death. The women were also told to demand a post-mortem exam or an autopsy because it would not show anything, which would make them seem innocent. There's nothing to, nothing to see. Keep moving. And remember, this was during a time when pretty much anything could kill you. In the 1600s, so... Like a plague. <laughs> yeah, they were like, I don't know, he's just sick. He seemed fine the other day. Now he's dead. Whatever. I mean... It was pretty easy to get away with some stuff, I think, during that time. Life expectancy probably was not long. Right. Medical treatment. Vaccines. So, so how did she get caught? Well, in the 1650s, one of her clients got cold feet she had purchased the aquatofana from Julia and took it home to give to her husband. She put the liquid in his soup. Not the soup. <laughs> no soup for you. It's <laughs> good soup. That's actually what happened. She said, he started eating and she said, Oh, she had second no, thoughts. No soup for you. Yeah, she felt guilty uh-huh. and he stopped eating. But don't don't feel sad for him. Oh, okay. Is he not a good guy? No. He, he beat her up after that Aww. and forced her to tell him. What was going on? Because he was suspicious. Like, why are you stopping me from eating this? <laughs> Why'd you take away my soup? <laughs> <laughs> I was enjoying my soup. <laughs> I would be suspicious too. <laughs> What's happening? Um, and basically he forced her to tell her what was up. And she admitted that Julia had sold her poison. So then he took that information to the authorities. And when Julia heard that she was going to get arrested, she fled to a local church and asked for sanctuary, which she was granted. Hmm. Unfortunately for Julia, a rumor was started that she had poisoned the water supply throughout Rome because she has that much power. She didn't do that, but that's what people thought. Mm. It was a rumor mill. And when everyone found this out, they were pissed and they basically stormed the church with pitchforks probably. That's what I picture in my head. That's what I picture, yeah. Um, With hay that's on fire. This is a lot like, um, oh, I almost said Lady in the Tramp, but that ain't right. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Yes. That's what happened. the beast. Julia's the beast. <laughs> Town folk are forging their way in with pitchforks. The church is the castle. Yes. Got that's it. What, that's what happened, okay? Okay. I painted the picture. Julia was then handed over to the authorities where they sadly tortured her until she confessed to poisoning over 600 men. Jeez, that's a lot of men. That <laughs> is a lot of men. Between the years of 1633 and 1651. Lots of people speculate that that number is actually much higher because she really doesn't know how many clients that she sold this poison to. But again, she's being tortured. So who knows what was actually said during this time? Because I think pretty much anybody will say anything to not be tortured. In July of 1659, Julia Tofano was executed along with her daughter and three employees in Camp de Fiore, nailed it, which apparently was a very popular location in Rome for executions. Now you can rent an Airbnb there. Turns At out. the execution sites? Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh. I'd curious. There. It wasn't just Julia in those 
and the other employees and her daughter. It was a lot of people. Because remember, this was Renaissance time period. It was like 1650. I looked it up. 1650 was the end of Renaissance time period. Okay. So right before that was when people were going crazy and burning witches at the stake just everywhere throughout Europe. A lot of her clients were also questioned, but they just claimed that they had no clue what's going on. I'm sorry. It was just a cosmetic product. I don't know anything. I put my cosmetic product in my husband's (laughs) soup to make him pretty. It was Santa's (laughs) special juice. I'm sorry. Oil? Uh, Ointment. Ointment. (laughs) Juice, oil, they're all bad. It's thicker than juice. Yeah. Uh, But it was hard to know who was a client and who was just buying the cosmetics so they could look pale and gorgeous. And put it in their eyes for luminous eyes. Yeah, just for the men, just to make them happy. So some actually think that she was probably innocent and was killed because perhaps she was dabbling in witchcraft during this time. Julia, such a witch. But I don't think she was. I think she's a witch. It was a lot like Salem where like you just, you're selling cosmetics. Uh, That is not okay. Clearly you're a witch. That's what happened. You're an entrepreneur? No. (laughs) That's exactly right. Well, my last weird fact is that in 1791, Mozart, like the Mozart, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, became deathly ill and he claimed to have been poisoned by Aquatafana. Did Mozart's wife hate him too? I don't think so. Was he married? I heard he was really crazy. Most geniuses are. They think he actually died from maybe pork being undercooked Gosh. or syphilis because or that syphilis. was the thing that they don't know. They just blame it on syphilis, basically. It's always see. syphilis. I'm looking to see if Mozart was married. I don't think it was he Aqua was Tifana. married, but not even for 10 years, for nine years. And then he was murdered. Didn't Mozart have, um, I, wasn't he insane? I thought he was like literally insane. Because wasn't his hair all wild? That's a, the that, hallmark sign. I don't think his hair was wild. You don't think so? That was Einstein. No. Well, that's Einstein too, but... They had like the Mozart, wigs. I thought, yes, but under his, his real hair. Mozart's <laughs> physical appearance was described as a remarkably small man, very thin and pale, with a profusion of fine, fair hair, of which he was rather vain. <laughs> there was nothing special about his physique. <laughs> he was small, <laughs> except for his large, intense eyes. Gave no signs of his genius. Those Belladonna eyes. This is sounding very insulting. <laughs> Somebody was not pro Mozart. He was tiny and had a comb over is what of I'm getting. Of his voice. He was small and vain and had a thin hair. It gets worse. Of his voice, his wife later wrote that it was a tenor, rather soft in speaking and delicate in singing. Oh, oh he was shy. He's just a shy guy. They say that his facial complexion was pitted, a reminder of his childhood case of smallpox. Uh-huh. People are mean. <laughs> Do you they think that they mis- mistook smallpox a for acne? Ooh, Ooh could be. Listen, <laughs> people are this mean about my appearance <laughs> after I die. He was a genius, and they're like, he they're was like, small. She had smallpox in her teens. <laughs> she had acne scars. That explains her face. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mozart. <laughs> Poor guy. I didn't hear that he was insane, but I mean, I feel like I know that. He wrote some great music and was a genius, but his face had scars. He was small. And a tenor-like voice. <laughs> Delicate. Come over hair. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what I know about probably, maybe, we don't know, <laughs> one of the most prolific female serial killers. 
She sounds like the original Black Widow. I think so. Ooh. And do you know what I heard on the way over here was the Taylor Swift <laughs> vigilante shit. That song, I'm pretty sure, is based off of this. Go listen to it again. She wrote a song about a woman from 1600s <laughs> Why <not>? Italy. <laughs> Why not? I think so. Sure. Yeah. Britney Spears coin toxic. T Swift wrote about <laughs> those Belladonna. are my two favorite people. I had to draw them. Britney Spears toxic was based off of Chernobyl. Yes. Uh huh. And <laughs> Taylor Swift vigilante shit is based off of 1600s Italian woman who poisoned Prolific all the people. Poisoned men only. All the men of the. Well, actually, she just sold the poison. Yeah, she didn't do it. She was yeah. just the entrepreneur. Um, you're partially at fault <laughs> if you sell people poison knowing that they're well, going to use it to kill people. Which is why she was killed. That's okay. an accessory to murder know, if I've ever kidding. heard one. <laughs> just kidding. But she sold it. It was just a cosmetic. It was not. That's Santa's special gel. Ointment. Ointment. <laughs> gel was the worst one. A nice serum. I, I, like, <laughs> I like to change up his special liquids. His special sauce. Oh. <laughs> Santa's special sauce. Made me like cough and slash gag on that one. (laughs) That is some terrible alliteration right there. (laughs) No, it's perfect. We finally came to it. Yeah, you did. Literally, we came to it. No. (laughs) Sarah's going to start crying here soon. (laughs) How did we get here? Why are we here? (laughs) St. Nicholas's ointment is Santa's special sauce. <laughs> Mozart Obviously. and Santa. I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm not. We're just telling history. This <laughs> <laughs> is just a part of history. That was the history of Britney Spears, Taylor Swift, <laughs> Santa, and Mozart. History with the Tipsy Ghost. You'll learn so much. What an incredible episode. Please don't te- <laughs> tell this to your history teachers. <laughs> Or do. Maybe teach them a fact <laughs> or two. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I got. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> Thank you. Just shut it down. That was wonderful. You're welcome. It was a very interesting story that I have not heard about. Well, there you go. You can <laughs> teach us mystery. Go ahead. Can I say that again? Less manly this time. <laughs> it's my normal voice, but thank you. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm so delicate. Is it tenor like? Mozart, is that you? It's me. That's why he didn't sing. I like my hair. It's me, Mozart. I'm the problem. It's me. Please don't look at my scars. <laughs> Try the cat ash up enough to kill a man. Was it acne or was it smallpox? I never know. <laughs> I'm still laughing. I couldn't. That was southern. thanks so much for tuning in this week guys you can always catch us at thetipsyghost.com and find our socials linked from there or send us an email at thetipsyghost at gmail.com please give us a five star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts we really appreciate it and it really does help all right guys thanks so much we will catch you next week okay bye bye Bye.